Welcome to All Kinds. I'm Kaya. Today we're going to talk about empty suits. Opposite imposter syndrome lies the unofficial empty suits. Credentialed, impressive backgrounds, prestigious universities, but about as useless as tits on a bull or balls on a cow. How does it happen? And how do you deal if you're working with one? The undoing of our faces. No lines, no wrinkles, but also no expression. And who are you pointing that chin at? Where do we draw the line? Weekly updates, Olivia Jade, James Corden, RuPaul gets ready to kick off 2021. Welcome back, everybody. I'm sure you guys have all seen it's been a crazy week as per usual. And we saw that Ellen now has corona. I know there's been a lot of comments and a lot of uh, snark coming her way for it. I think the best one I saw that got a lot of likes was finally something positive about Ellen. Oof, you know, (laughs) it was weird, too, because I was reading just before that she was having trouble booking, uh, you know, sponsors and guests. And I guess, you know, doesn't really have to worry about that right now. I hope she's okay. Uh, I don't know if Portia has it, but I'm sure she'll get excellent care. Not really concerned. And hopefully that's the same kind of care that is extended to her cast and crew should they be ill, because They've been doing this in the studio, so it's not remote. It's not Zoom. People coming in. I don't know what the protocols are, but hopefully it hasn't affected too many people. She has it. I'm sure we'll hear how she's doing, and we wish her the best. But, you know, she's also got a new house, so I don't know if she is quarantining or what she's doing in the new house. But either way, Ellen can hop on a private jet and go wherever. I'm sure she'll be okay. And, of course, we wish everybody healthy and happy, especially during this holiday season. But I don't know if you guys saw, I know we've connected James Corden to Ellen because everyone thought he'd be replacing her somehow. Well, he's at it again uh, after the disastrous movie Cats, which I didn't see, but I know it was widely panned. He's now playing this super flamboyant character in The Prom. This was a Broadway musical that has actually come to Netflix. I haven't seen it yet, but I've seen a lot of stuff out there criticizing him for quote unquote, playing gay face, which I guess is, you know, it's like blackface. But if you're not gay and you're playing a gay character, that's what they call it. The character is someone like this. It's like when you think of Nathan Lane, this character was written around the Broadway actor who is really flamboyant. And that's who he is in real life. So he's taking a lot of crap for it because they're saying even though he's acting the super flamboyant gay character, he also does a terrible job. So uh, they seem to be split along the lines, but it's a big star-studded cast. You've got Kerry Washington, Nicole Kidman, Meryl Streep's in this thing as well. It's supposed to be a heartwarming story about these lesbians who want to go to the prom in some small town. And of course, they're not accepted. So, they, you know, he comes and brings this in. I'm not giving anything away. I haven't even seen it. It's based on a musical and, uh, you know, livens it all up. And hopefully there's a heartwarming ending in the end where they're accepted and they enjoy the prom. That's what I assume this is going to be. And obviously, if Meryl Streep's in it, it's like heavy hitters in terms of actors, right? So him being cast as this person who's like a main character, a lot of people suggested it should have gone to like a Nathan Lane. But I'm like, it's not just Nathan Lane who's out there doing these characters, right? You did have Robin Williams in The Birdcage, which people loved, and he's not gay doing this. And once again, we talked about this last week. These are actors playing roles for sure. And For sure, Hollywood needs to be more inclusive across the board, but it's a role. And I think ultimately, since people didn't have a problem with Robin Williams, if he had done a good job, I don't think there would be this backlash. I don't know, but I don't think so. I just I'm not a huge fan and people just love this guy. They love him. But we did talk about 
all the backlash about him not being a nice person in real life. It's very hard to know it with anyone in the public eye what they are. But a lot of stories came up and he did go to this one meeting that was trying to get writers less pay. He did deny that he was trying to get them less pay, but then admitted he did go to this meeting trying to get them less pay. So you can't really win. So he's a polarizing character. And I guess he didn't take over Ellen's show because her show came back on. But even though it's struggling, he's still doing his thing. And he was an actor before he got a talk show. You got to remember that. Like him or hate him. This is what he's up to. He's determined to continue making movies. He loves Broadway and he's playing this character. So some people are offended. It seems like just supposed to be a heartwarming holiday movie. If you're into that type of thing, you'll enjoy it. But if you're not and you hate him, don't even bother. I mean, we'll see how that plays out. He hasn't really said anything about it either. It's just, you know, the backlash, I think, is just starting. I think the movie just hit. So we'll see how that plays out. But you guys know I talked about that how-to with John Wilson last week on HBO. That was amazing. I just saw that it was renewed for a second season, which is awesome. This show was absolutely amazing, super unique and original. I don't know what he'll do for a second season, but I'm definitely going to tune in. And of course, big news. You guys know I'm a big fan. RuPaul is back. She's having the latest season come out January 1st. So I can't wait. I need some kind of comedy. I really hope this year's going to be good and funny. We need to laugh. And I did see in the cast, there is a comedy queen. So they really need to up their snatch game. So the biggest episode that I like from any season, all-stars or regular seasons, and even the international version is Snatch Game. That's when they impersonate a celebrity and they're off the cuff. It's like comedy improv. They need to be funny and they need to also look and act like the character. And I think with this year, we should see some really interesting ones. I'd like to see some in the modern culture. Someone always tries to do Nancy Grace and like butchers it, but especially like with Meg Thee Stallion, Cardi B, that was huge this year. And we do have a makeup artist who's going to be the one who is the one who transformed Little Nas X into Nicki Minaj. So we do have some big expectations. It would be good to see some current pop culture that we all know who they are. And I think the funniest would be Cardi B because she has such a thick accent and you can really do a lot with that. And if you're not a funny person, at least if you can do a good accent, you could really get away with it. There's no excuses is what I'm saying. Obviously, it's history making because RuPaul has never had a trans person on. Well, she has had the first trans person, Peppermint, but I believe um, Peppermint was trans after or came out with a statement after. But this is going to be the first time you have a trans man who's going to come in as a drag queen. And he, I believe that's the makeup artist. So we're going to see how this plays out and how it works because, you know, we're so used to drag queens. We've never seen the drag kings. And, you know, part of being a drag queen is. These guys have to tuck, (laughs) they have to pad. So I don't know if the trans person is going to have to do all that and how it's going to affect anything. It shouldn't in terms of character, but we'll see, um, you know, we're bringing a lot of hardcore talent this year across the board, all of them. And obviously there's that historic component, but the game has been upped. This show is everywhere. Everybody knows this show. Everybody has high expectations. So I want to see if they're able to keep this going. I mean, it gets a little more vanilla each year. That's why I really appreciated RuPaul's Drag Race UK. But with such high expectations, and these people need to cater to their social media, so we don't know if they're willing to, you know, go that extra mile and be a little, maybe it's controversial, maybe it's something completely different out of the mainstream. I would like to see some original creativity, for sure, not to have what we expect. Hopefully, it'll bring some much-needed laugh and fun coming our way January 1st. I'm super excited. So I don't know if you guys saw Olivia Jade. Um, I don't know if you guys remember this whole 
scandal with the college admissions. They were paying this guy. Her parents were Lori from Full House and uh, Massimo. That's the father. They paid like 500 grand to say that she was a coxswain on a rowing team so she can get into university. Now, she went on Red Table, which is Jada Pinkett's show. And Jada's mom was not having it. Her name is Adrian. And she was like, you know, why are we giving this platform? You know, we would never get the platform if the shoe was on the other foot. Why do we always have to be the better ones? And I agree also because why let her come on and clean this away? We know there's going to be a PR stunt. Why use this for that? Especially with what women of color have gotten, have never gotten this opportunity. And not to mention that these scholarships a lot of, you know, people who don't come from a privileged background, this is how they get into it, athletics. It's like the only way for some people to get into a university like this. So for her to do that, and at the beginning she said she didn't know anything about it, and I believe on the show she said she didn't know. But she definitely knew because in the documents it came out, I guess in court or whatever, she told her parents about this guidance counselor who was expressing doubt about her athletics. I guess the guidance counselor needs to okay some of the paperwork and saw that and was like, what the F? And they went down and confronted her, the parents, and they're like, how dare you? Like Massimo was like, don't take opportunities away from my daughter. How dare you say anything? So she knew this was going on. You know, she says she's sorry now, but she doesn't deserve to be shamed and punished. And she needs a second chance. I don't agree with that at all because exactly what jada's mom was saying like most people who are disadvantaged do not get a second chance and i don't think she should have been using that platform you know it's been a hard-won victory for many people from either poverty backgrounds or just not having these means or these opportunities and for her to just come on yeah i'm sorry and saying she didn't really know but she did know. She's reporting to her parents that the guidance counselor is questioning this. She knows that she's pretending to be some kind of rower, which she definitely is not. But don't forget, guys, she has a big business she needs to keep going. Remember, she was a big influencer selling the beauty products and all that. And we all said, we know these people are going to make a comeback. I don't think that was the platform for it. I agree with Jada's mom. And I don't think she's sorry. And I don't think she really cares. <laughs> so she's going to be fine. I'm not worried about it. But what can you do? No one with money really gets canceled anyway. She's probably going to be sponsored by Goya or something before you know it. But anyway, I finally watched The Undoing. Okay, and I was watching that. That's the one with Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant. And everyone was talking about it. And I'm not going to give the story away. I was let down by the last episode. But I mean, I was the whole thing. I was so distracted by just Nicole Kidman's face. There's been, I don't know what kind of surgery or Botox or what. It's like she can only do the same expression. If she wanted to emote anything, they would have to zoom in on her eyes. She had such a line-free face and like a pointy chin. And I was wondering about that. And I looked it up and a lot of people are doing this pointy chin. It's called a V-line surgery where they like shave down their jaw or there's other ways you can do it. But it's a big surgery and it's to have a pointy chin to make your face look more heart shape. The whole story was Nicole Kidman's coats. I don't know if you guys saw The Undoing. She's wearing one jewel tone coat after another, but basically has these two favorites. And it's like New York. So she really stands out. She's very tall. I didn't realize how tall she is, but in, in any scene you see her, she's like towering over people. She was also very, very thin, which sometimes we'd be watching like a hardcore scene. And then my husband and I would be like, oh my God, someone needs to feed her, you know, like it would be a little distracting. And again, her face was the whole story. Like, it didn't really have any other expression. You guys will see what I mean. I mean, she barely moved her eyebrows. I was like, okay. 
And then the other thing I noticed, you guys know I'm a big champion of equal opportunity nudity. We saw not even a butt cheek. Nothing. No topless guy even. They were huge on sexualizing this affair. And what I understand, this is based off a book. And I'm not giving anything away by saying that the husband has an affair. And in the affair, they don't sexualize the girl. But in the movie, I mean, we, we see this girl's tits. We even see her vagina. We were constantly sexualized with this girl. And we even see some of Nicole in a shower. And I don't have a problem with that, except throw me a bone. Let me see an ass cheek. Something. Zero. We saw nada. We didn't see one thing from a naked guy whatsoever. So it was no equal opportunity nudity. And all we saw was the same expression from Nicole. It's a good show. Like, it's a good suspense. I'm disappointed with the ending, but you might love it. I mean, they have to take some liberties from the book. I never read the book. But afterwards, I was like, well, you know, I had some holes. I'm a big crime mystery person. And I was like, okay, like, I've watched all of Law and & Order. And I'm like, well, if that's how they're ending this, what about this? Uh, I don't want to give it away, but you guys let me know if you thought it should have ended that way. And if you were able to tell when Nicole was having any other feeling other than the main one, because that's all we saw. And like I said, it would just have to zoom up on her teary eyes. That was pretty much it. Well, guys, I got to go to commercial real quick. Are you searching for some meaning, but you don't want to think too much about it? You're thinking about maybe joining a cult, but worried about all the time, thought and hating of the other's commitment? Just want to feel part of something and a little special? Well, then the latest overpriced phone is just for you. Whether it's the Fruity brand or any other, it's all the same, and you'll be part of a special club. No matter it won't fit in your hand, pocket, or handbag of any kind, no matter your current phone works just fine. The latest overpriced phone will signal to all around you that you are part of a special group willing to fork over money and part of your identity to matter. If you are really a believer, you won't even buy a case like they do in the movies. Just be sure to pull it out whenever possible so everyone sees your massive devotion so they know where you stand. Get the latest overpriced phone just in time for the holidays. And I'm back. Well, guys, I wanted to talk about empty suits. It's something that happens a lot. And you really can't talk about it without addressing first imposter syndrome. And for those of you who don't know, imposter syndrome is when people feel like they're they're really just a lie. They're faking it. And it usually happens to people in position of power as you move up in your career. It used to be focused on high achiever women, but now studies have discovered that it actually affects both men and women equally. So you feel like, how did I get there? I'm fooling people. I don't really deserve this job. But on the other end, I've noticed we do have so many empty suits. And you always wonder, sometimes you'll be like, okay, this person, we'll just say it's a VP, right? You're like, wow, they must really have worked hard. And, and you see the resume and it looks like they did. And then you're like, why, why is there a disconnect? Sometimes people get their positions based on family connections, like if they haven't earned it, I'm saying, you can also earn it with all these things. But sometimes you can have an empty suit that just got there due to family connections, or they got lucky, they were in the right place, the right time. And some just do it on the backs of others. They're pretty cutthroat. Women are used to spotting this, as unfortunately men are still 82% of management. So women will notice this a lot quicker than guys. And I don't know if you guys saw this, uh, you know, Germany is enforcing quotas now for management because they did realize that, you know, when they asked politely, it wasn't happening because let's face it, women are been working now for many, many years. And it just doesn't make sense that 82 percent of all management, you know, just management. I'm not even talking about the board is dudes. That makes no sense. And I know lots of qualified women. My actual sister-in-law, she's been promoted to management at Walmart, which I'm delighted to see. So glad to see that we are making some adaptations, but I think we're going to end up getting to be like Germany if things don't move a little bit quicker because it's just not right. 
people who have worked for it and who've earned it deserve it, and we should allow that. But there are empty suits taking their places. Then there are lots of key indicators to know if you're working with an empty suit. These are the people who do a lot of make work, you know, projects that don't really, they're unnecessary, but they want to buy up time with something that's basically fluff. So it takes away from your time when you have things to do, and it's a make work project. But if they're in a position of leadership, you don't really have a choice. They are literally the definition of this meeting could have been an email. You'll see a lot of that. And they also like to ask useless questions all the time to extend a meeting. You know, if like you're having something that needs to happen, like a basic training, maybe coming from HR, stuff you should already be aware of. It's just policy that they have to roll out a training. This person will definitely extend this way longer than necessary asking some basic questions that A, they already know the answer to, or B, is going to be covered in just a second, and everybody knows that. You'll find it's usually them piping up all the time just to justify their presence and be heard so everyone thinks they know what they're talking about. They will also be prone to using excessive jargon and industry terms. They'll try to do like a whole flurry of these things to make it seem like they know what they're talking about. The biggest thing you have to watch out for is they are prone to taking exclusive credit or exaggerating their contribution if they're in a group. Some will literally steal word for word. So be sure to copy other people other than this person on the email so they can't just literally take the body of your email and send it and pass it off as their own. They're always mentioning how busy they are. Always. They'll always throw out a few terms, you know, this project, that project, and maybe something that you know is going on in the company and maybe you didn't know they were involved and they will suddenly just act like they were, but they're not. So it's very hard and you will spot these people. And like I said, you know, women might be more prone to spotting this because they've seen people be passed over them that were not qualified and then see them talk about how they rightfully deserve that place and they don't know what they're talking about. That can happen. Again, I want to point out there are a lot of deserving people in leadership And that's not who we're talking about. We're not talking about someone who's earned it, someone who's great. There's lots of great leaders and mentors out there. But how do you deal with this? Well, everybody knows the first rule of business is CYA. You got to cover your ass. And that involves many things, especially where this person's concerned, because not only can they stop your career trajectory, but they can cost you a job. I mean, it'll look like you're not doing anything. You got to be careful. You want to provide as least amount of information as possible possible. You keep it light and airy, even if it just seems like an innocent conversation, you know, getting a snack, you bump into this person. How are you doing? What are you guys working on? They might even ask like something like, oh, how did you deal with this problem? I heard you guys were having this problem. No, no, defer. Everything's great now. We're having a, yeah, we figured it out. We're all good. Thanks. You want to just be very, very careful about how much information you ever give to these people. And you should be worried, period, about in-person conversations. Get whatever you can in writing. CCing, carbon copying, whatever you want to call it, is your best friend. You always want to copy someone. You don't need to blind copy someone, but always in writing, especially if they're making promises, because they, they like to play a little strategically. And if they're in a position of power, they might say, oh, yeah, you know, we just we want to see your capabilities. So I thought maybe if you can assist on this project, we can get you to that next level. It's going to go nowhere. That's not true. If they wanted to give you a promotion, they would. So be very careful. Document everything. A spreadsheet is your best friend. Dates, times, think about it like you're in court, especially if this is something you really want. Watch out for their alliances because these people don't do real work. They will spend their times in like a Game of Thrones mentality or like, you know, Henry VIII. They're making a court. They will make alliances. And you got to watch out for an alliance member coming in because they always want to come back to the main person and feed them whatever nugget they found out. 
So be careful for that. And you got to watch out because they will use a lot of business lingo, you know, priorities, initiatives, that kind of thing. And whatever industry terms and that to make it sound like it's work related and, you know, it has nothing to do with you when really they're just trying to pick your brain. So I hope these tips are good and that you guys uh, are able to use them when you're watching out for that. If you're trying to get that next promotion, but an empty suit is standing in your way, it's very difficult. I mean, you'd be surprised who is an empty suit. I was shocked. I was working for this amazing company and they don't hire empty suits typically. But right when they hire you, they send you off to a training and you get to meet all these amazing people. And we had to work together collaboratively in a project. We realized quickly that this person was off. It's such an impressive resume. And they were hired for like the top tier of the company. I'm in sales and we were senior account executives and junior account executives. And there were a couple managers also in my training group. And then this guy was hired for like a special unit where it's just for specifically mega clients. And he had such a big background. I think he was in his 50s, but he was a total empty suit and he totally got by all the interviews and everything like that. Because empty suit people can be very charismatic. Like I said, they can be very political and charismatic. Because they don't want to do the actual work, they'll play the war games instead to build up those alliances, to just charm people so they can get ahead. So this person, we'd have to work on these collaborative projects, was never around. But when it was time to do the presentation, poof, there he is. (laughs) Added nothing to the actual work. But what really shocked me was, and I'll give a shout out to the company, people don't realize when we go to that training there that the training is... You know, it's important for sure, but what's more important for the company is that's their final interview. We didn't know that. We thought we were all hired. They're monitoring your behavior. They literally are checking things like they want to put you in a situation where you mess up. So they want to see how quickly you recover. They call that clock speed. And, you know, how do you work with people? How do you collaborate? And that's a big part of the undisclosed last interview. When you think you're just, you've been hired and you're at the training. And we were shocked to discover before we ended it, they fired this guy. You were like, what? They're like, yeah. Our trainer had to pull us aside and tell us. I mean, this guy, because we were working groups of four. And I was shocked to see that. But good for them spotting the empty suit. I mean, we figured, yeah, okay, this guy's an empty suit. But there was nothing we can do about it. And we're not going to be having to work with him once the training was over. Like, the guy was working in a different state. But very shocking. But they were looking for all these things to see who's an empty suit and who's not. And it is difficult. I mean, that was the end of two weeks of intense training. And they spotted it. But they'd also been through interviews. They might have been suspicious. They could have been flagged. Maybe he grossly overstated his achievements and contributions. That could have been it. But either way, you got to watch out for them. And you got to make sure that you're doing your best to cover your ass. So with that, if you guys like what you hear, don't forget to check us out weekly on iTunes or on your preferred platform. Please give us a rating and subscribe to the show. Give us the stars you think we deserve. You can check out the website at allkindpodcast.com. You can also hit us up on Twitter at All Kinds Weekly or on Instagram at All Kinds Podcast. I look forward to hearing from you and maybe I can discuss it on our next show. Thanks for listening.